All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Movie Bros Show. I'm your host, Remy Keen, along with my pal Josh, aka the sexy Mexi. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Much peace, love, happiness to everybody. Oh, it's been a been a long week, Remy. How've you I've been? How are you feeling? It's a it's a tired week for everyone, I feel, and um so many things, you know. Um, are happening in movies and things because you know uh just so many getting ready to come out and i'm like prepping for them and just excited but at the same time i'm like how am i gonna fit all these in my schedule because like i'm busy enough you know and mm. yeah it's a and um you know with with work and everything this week i had to start uh, a training class and then do a, a whole bunch of stuff I've never done before. So my brain was like going, going, going real fast. And uh, yeah, just quite a, quite a beautiful day. And, and with uh, Easter still coming up right now, I don't know if it will still be when this episode airs, but it is still coming as of right now um, in the past uh, time from when you're listening to this. But I, uh, Man, with all the Easter stuff, I'm like working on promo for that um, and everything with the the Easter egg hunts that we're going to have at our church and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. Uh, but I think what we should talk about this week is fan theories around movies. And we can like uh, do a little research and pick some of our favorites and uh share those and i i just think that would be fun because sometimes these things are like out there man and it's like <laughs> i never thought of that and glad i didn't you know um and then sometimes it's like oh you know i could kind of see that and or that kind of ruins the movie for me so i don't want to think about that or <laughs> you know things like that so i figured it'd be fun fun to uh just explore um because fans are what makes move make movies great right um and fans are also the biggest haters of certain movies so mm. let's talk about that i think that's a good thing to talk about okay okay so we're talking to any random show any random movie what do you think yeah, I think any random movie, TV show, uh, okay. anything that you're like, whoa, this this is interesting. Okay, uh, so I got one for you already. Awesome. So um, Murder, She Wrote, which was a popular series. And for all you Gen Z, you know, Angela Lansbury in the 80s, maybe even the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> into the 90s was a very popular show called Murder, She Wrote. And it was kind of an old lady that reluctantly just kind of came into these murder mysteries and she would help solve it. Um, so the fan theory is that her name is Jessica Fletcher. And the fan theory is Jessica Fletcher actually is a serial killer that kills everybody in each show and frames others for it. Oh, wow. And, and, and their, and their um, argument is that how can a lady just happen to be involved in a murder case everywhere she goes. Right, right. 
that's, so that's, that's yeah, interesting. That is interesting. I kind of thought that was kind of neat. Never looked at it that way. So right, it's like so everywhere you travel, exactly, uh, they have there's a murder, murder. happen. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> what's the one common denominator? It's you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I could, I can see that for sure. And then she has the cover story of being a writer that right. writes about them. So of course she's in the area. She figured there would be one, or she was just there because of that. And that's interesting. I like that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. What um, um, what do you think her motives were, or or do you think they were just like she's just crazy? I mean, serial. Um, I it didn't it didn't really kind of go that route, but no. uh, if I were to see, I think kind of a genius type showing off. Oh reluctant, yeah, right, like just a being flex. like. Right, right. So that's what I think. I think that's, uh, you know, she was kind of playing dumb and nobody looks your way. And and yeah. so she could get away with murder, essentially. <laughs> okay, well, I have one for you. Um, okay. so Jason Bourne isn't actually an assassin. Um the theory kind of explains how the character uh, is actually a schizophrenic. And uh, this is like the spiritual successor of a beautiful mind, you know? Um, like, what if Born is just like a, a fisherman uh, with a small inheritance, which uh, makes sense um, that he's rescued on a fishing boat at the beginning. And then everything just takes place in his brain after that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like, okay. I don't know if that explains some of the, like, talents he has, um, and things that just kind of unlock in his brain, but, well, I mean, what if he's not really doing that? What if he's just imagining himself to be doing that? You know? Uh, I don't know. It kind of has some holes in it, but I yeah. find it interesting. Yeah. Okay. I got I got one for you. I like this one. Okay. Blair Witch Project. Kind of a, one of the first what I call shaky film movies. Mm -hmm. iPhone shaky film movies, you know? Um, this one says... They believe the two men accompanying the woman uh, planned and successfully executed to murder her deep in the woods. So essentially, there was no Blair Witch, but um, they took her out there and murdered her. Like an elaborate scheme. Right, an elaborate scheme. Wow. So. Yeah, that one's interesting because... Uh, Blame it on something paranormal when you just are the one that's tricking them into believing it, and then you use it as an excuse. It's like I don't know yeah. the the Blair Witch got her. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's one. 
um, that I found to be really interesting. Um, the Shrek movie, uh, Donkey from Shrek. Okay. Uh, did you ever watch Pinocchio? I did. Of course you I did, finally right? did. Yep. Um, yep. And the boy was turned into a donkey. Oh. So they think that donkey is the donkey from Pinocchio. They think that Oh, yeah. so gotcha. yeah, just with him being able to talk, communicate, all that. I mean, not that most fairy tales are not, but almost everyone in that, you know, in Shrek is from some sort of a like a mythical tale. So, right, which one's Donkey from? And then that could be um, another one about Shrek. Um, uh, so the word Shrek is actually a different language for ogre or or beast or monster, uh, something like that. Um, and what if Shrek never had a name and he just called himself something fake uh, whenever they came into his swamp? He's like, hey, get out of my swamp. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, Shrek. Because like he pauses like that before he delivers his name, and um, so that's that's one of the theories around Shrek. Um, a couple of the theories, and I, I think Ooh. it's kind of cool because you know, um, what if you know these characters are actually not the characters we knew, you know, originally, um, but different ones than we thought? Would that change our outlook on these movies? Nah, not really. I, I no. love Shrek. I mean, Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, all right, we got one here. Uh, Harry Potter. This one says Harry Potter is actually a mental patient in a mental institution. And that he's, a, he's an orphan. And all the other kids there are mental patients. Like in a mental hospital. Mm. Um, and, uh, the mentors are like the orderlies that kind of hold them down to subject them to treatments. And, the the, um, the teachers are actually psychologists trying to teach them things. And so that's how they're kind of going about it. Um, so yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of see it a little bit, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of going to a train station and walking through a wall and entering the place that nobody else can get into, and um, and it's all because of the way his evil, adoptive, you know, aunt and uncle treated him, locked him in a cupboard under the stairs, so you have to create a world in your head mm, mm, um, to survive, yeah. and it's like a survival mechanism. Um, instead of like an, a true escape, um, he's actually only, but I'm sorry, I have to debunk that because I mean, we all know Hogwarts is real. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just cause I exactly. didn't get my letter doesn't mean I don't believe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you have to, you know, you have to believe you have to know that it's a thing and yeah it's just i don't know i love harry potter so much um 
that I, I wouldn't want it to be like that. Um, speaking of movies that turn out like that, have you ever seen um, Shutter Island? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, I, even though I just kind of spoiled it for everybody right there, go watch it. Like, it's still really, really good. Um, right. So good, man. Like, wow. But I highly suggest it. It's definitely one that I would. And and it's so sad. It's so good all the way through it. But Oh, here's a good one. Uh, have you seen the movie The Rock with Sean Connery? Uh, yeah. It's been a long time, yeah. Um, so it's like one of the best Michael Bay movies, you know, right? Um, but uh, the there's a fan theory that makes it almost better um, than what it is. It says, what if The Rock is a J- James Bond movie? Uh, because James Bond, in fact, could have been a pseudonym. Um, or if you retired and your name was James Bond, of course you're going to change it, right? Um, so what if, uh, he was, you know, his character in the rock explains he was trained by British intelligence. Um, and at the end of diamonds are forever, uh, bond is sent to the, uh, is on the SS, uh, Canberra, um, which is docked in San Francisco, 1971, just one year before John's John Mason, um, who he plays in The Rock, was captured and imprisoned in The Rock. So, like, it, I mean, the story kind of matches up. Like, what if James Bond was held captive this whole time, and now The Rock is the story of his follow-up? And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Hmm. That's mm. interesting, for sure. Okay. I got one. Did you ever see Ferris Bueller's Days Days Off? Ferris Bueller's Days Off. Yeah. It was in yep. 1980. Yep. You know, he, he skips school, pretends to be sick, and then he has his grand day. Well, his best friend was Cameron, and Cameron was the character that was abused by his dad. And in this fan theory, they actually say that uh, there is no Ferris Bueller, that Cameron had a psychotic break. And Ferris Bueller is his split personality, helping him cope with his abusive dad. And so everything that Ferris Bueller does is actually him projecting, trying to heal from a from a parent uh, who's abusive. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty mind blowing, actually. Yeah, like what if what if he's just like a figment, right? Like he's yeah, exactly. He's the creation of like he's like uh, again, spoiler alert, Fight Club. Um, he's right, Tyler exactly. Durden. He's like who I want to be. Exactly. Like that's the guy I want to be. Uh, exactly. I can't be him, so I'm gonna pretend I am best friends with him and hang yeah. out with him. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It is. That's it's interesting. Kind of neat. Okay, so there's this uh, one that's really interesting. Um, so Terminators are actually peaceful. Um, this is a theory because uh, basically uh, it says like 
the uh, Terminators are actually unwilling slaves um, that are robots created to be sentient beings. Um, and the T-800's chip um, basically causes them to uh, follow this kill order. Um, but when the chip is reset, like in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, it becomes a human-like creature uh, that is sent to save instead of destroy. Um, plus, in Terminator Dark Fate, uh, the Terminator chooses a more peaceful life when its link to Skynet is switched off. So ultimately, without Skynet, all the Terminators would be good. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of an interesting one. Um, you know, definitely something to think about because uh, honestly, if we ever did an ep episode about when sequels are as good as or almost better than the first, I feel like Terminator is among them. I love Terminator 1, but Terminator mm. 2 is like yeah. the bit, man. Yeah. Judgment Day yeah. is the biggest. Yeah. Um, that pinball machine was in my uh, local Pizza Hut or uh, Gambino's forever uh, when I was mm. a kid. And we, uh, I loved seeing it. I mean, I mean, it it made Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. I feel like that's yeah, why I, for sure. I knew who he was. <laughs> so, okay, I got a couple for you. Yeah. There, in regards to Doctor Who. Okay. So the first first one is is that um, this fan believes that Mary Poppins is the Time Lord. Yeah, I I have seen this theory and I love it. Like, um, her bag is bigger on yes. the inside, just like a right. TARDIS. Um, right. uh, <laughs> she flies away. Yep. Yeah, you know, um, always in the right spots. Knows how to fix and manipulate people. Yeah. Right. That kind of thing. All right, I got I got another that's, one. Then that's you. fun. I I love the that idea just because like what if. <laughs> you know, right exactly uh, things are connected like that that's cool <laughs> all right here we go willy wonka is the final regeneration of the doctor who oh okay because again the same theory willy wonka is alone he has all these weird inventions um he actually in the in the end you see him take off in the telephone booth looking deal that shoots up in the air yeah um the elevator it looks yeah like it could be a absolutely up ways down ways sideways front ways back yeah, ways anyways exactly exactly always and it, so they think that uh willy wonka is the last uh the last he's a he's a reincarnation of doctor who mm, i like that that's that's interesting for sure hmm. That's better than some of the other Willy Wonka theories I've seen of him like being a killer or, or something like that. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I saw that one where he was yeah. he planned all the murders, you know, right. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Only he doesn't murder them. They walk out of his place like Right, like, right. Like it's not even left up to question. You actually see them walk out. Um different and having learned a lesson, hopefully, but they walk out of there. <laughs> mm. uh, so, so here's one. And honestly, I've always thought this. I didn't think it was a fan theory. I just thought, oh, yeah, of course, 
the merchant in Aladdin is the genie. The one telling you the story in the beginning. Ah, uh, gotcha. For years, fans have theorized that the, in the beginning of this movie, in fact, is the genie in disguise, considering the merchant speaks similar to the genie and has the same sense of humor. It would make sense that the two are in the same, though, unlike most theories, this one was actually claimed to be true by the director. Okay, because one, I mean, he's voiced by the voice of the genie i mean duh right i mean okay uh, of course but i i mean like when you see him i'm gonna download this picture right now so i can put it in the episode uh of course like the second i see him i hear robin williams voice like mm -hmm. the genie's voice so of course um i don't know i don't know about you do you remember the merchant a, at the very beginning it, yes and only because i saw it just a few minutes ago but yeah i um i saw that um that reference on yeah but yeah so i i think i knew that at one point okay um but it's you know yeah it's been so long since i watched aladdin and and to be fair it was one of my favorite cartoon shows i mean like the way he runs on the rooftops. Actually, it was one of my favorite video games, even at that. Um, but yeah, I see. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Certainly. Um, there's another one here, um, uh, which I've heard it before, um, but I've always wondered, um, what if Dorothy? Is the Wicked Witch of the East <laughs> like, yeah, um, you know, in the world, I mean, all the people, the lion, the the scarecrow, uh, everyone is played out of the world in like in Kansas and in Oz, uh, they play their counterparts in Oz. Um, and you know, it's like a fever dream of Dorothy's the whole time. Um, but she learns a lesson from it. Right. But what if, um, the, the witch under the house, uh, isn't actually there. What if people, um, what if, you know, like she was a plant for the shoes to show up, um, as a device to get home. And it was just like. The Munchkins played along with her, and um, the ruby red slippers were just a figment of her imagination the whole time too. Mm. Things like that. Like uh, I've seen a, a whole bunch of them around this, but like, what if she was the Wicked Witch of the East, and like they were all just playing along with her, and like they're all just mem members of like a mental institution or something like that too i'm like it's it's interesting but i think wizard of oz is perfectly fine the way it is so just leave it alone you know <laughs> but of course i mean wicked was awesome like i love like wicked the that story i don't mean like leave it alone like that but i just mean like let's not corrupt the good thing that the wizard of oz is 
And, you know, growing up as a Kansas boy, literally everyone references this when they find out you're from Kansas and they're not. I know. And all my family in Texas is like, you know where Toto's at? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he blessed the rains down in Africa. So that's what he's Exactly. I just make another reference that throws them off. And I'm like, ha you like references? I make those all the time. All the days. All of the days. Mm-hmm. I just saw one that's kind of out there here. Um, so Kevin McAllister of Home Alone mm-hmm. grows up to be Jigsaw. <laughs> I... I saw that the other day and I was like, well, I was like, this one kind of makes me want to talk about this on the podcast because I'm like, no way. But then like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally he makes traps right, and exactly. tortures people that do bad things. So what if he becomes ultimately like dedicated to this craft and yeah. hunts people that do bad things and grows up to become jigsaw and i'm like that's interesting i think yeah. it's the case nah but it's interesting oh um there's another theory uh jack dawson from titanic uh he apparently they believe that he is a time traveler who came back to purposefully ride the Titanic. Mm, uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, his, he had an out of place hairstyle. Um, the uh, rucksack he's been carrying around wasn't actually popular until the thirties. So just those like misplacement placements of things um, are, are just signs that maybe he wasn't, from that time ever to begin with. Maybe he wanted to ride the Titanic, see if he could survive. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sad. I don't like that one. Oh, here's one. Um, Sandy from Greece, she dies in the beginning of the movie. Right. And it's all about her senior year because she never got to experience it. Um, yeah. Sad. Ooh. I got chills. They're multiplying. Multiply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you mentioned Harry Potter earlier. Um, one of the other things that uh, I've read, you know how Horcruxes make people evil? And like, especially when Dolores Umbridge was wearing the Horcrux, she became even awfuler than before. Mm. I know awfuler is not really a word, but even more awful uh, yeah. than before. The reason... Uh, some speculate that the Dursleys were so awful to him is because Harry is a Horcrux. Because he has a piece of Voldemort inside him. 
So the same thing that drives him mad when he wears Ooh. the locket um, and Ron mad and, and Hermione mad, like the same thing that makes them and bothers them is the same thing that is doing that to the Dursleys. And that's why they are evil um, to, to him and treat him so awfully. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you read the books. Uh, they actually tell you different reasons that they're so awful. Um, like Petunia is jealous of her sister Lily for going to uh, magic school because she thinks they're weird um, and everything like that. And uh, they basically swore to protect Harry and keep him away from all magic because they knew he was like Petunia knew um, that he was going to die. Um, she knew how bad uh, Harry or how bad Voldemort was because she, you know, I mean, he killed her sister um, and she actually does kind of care for Harry in a way, but it just, it's just her own way. It's like they want to be super controlling of Harry because they don't want him to follow it down the magic road because they think that's going to save him. So... Um, that's the actual, like, thing I got for when I read the books and watched the movies together. Um, but yeah, you can think whatever you want about them because th they're mean for some reason and, you know, whatever it is. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, also the uh, last thing, I'm just a huge Harry Potter fan and nerd. Um, but the thing that protects Harry and the reason he has to stay at the Dursleys and not somewhere else is because there's an old magic that's older than Voldemort um, and, you know, Dumbledore and everyone alive, right? Um, and it's it's basically called, like, blood magic. Um, and the blood magic, because uh, Lily, his mom, protected him with love, that put a protection over him that as long as you're in the home of someone with the same blood as Lily, you will not be harmed. You can't mm. be found. You can't be located. Nothing can uh, that wants to harm you can find you because it's meant to be the ultimate protection, which is love. Which the underlying story, you know, storyline and theme is like love conquers all. Right, and so it's the love of the mother that ultimately saved Harry that protects him when he goes back to the Dursley's house, which is why he has to when he's out of Hogwarts. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, and when you turn 17 um, in the Wizarding World, you become of age, so that's why he never goes back to the Dursley's after he's 17 because he's no longer under the protection of the Dursley household. So. Hmm. Well, in case you didn't know that, now you do. And I went <laughs> on that little tangent. Yeah, didn't know any of that, man. I actually never read the books, so um, I'm behind. That's there. okay. I um, I read the books because, uh, like I said, I love, love the movies. I've seen the movies like nine times plus. Um, and I was like, I'm, I gotta... Like I'm really into to like Audible and like renting audiobooks right now uh, for my drives to and from work. 
Um, and I've just gotten through so many books that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I listen to all the Harry Potter books and Jim mm-hmm. Dale reads them so well. Um, so yeah, if you're audible, if you want to sponsor this episode, not a sponsor, but eventually, uh, if you want to sponsor us, uh, we talk about movies, but we'll sure talk about some audio books that you can listen to. What yeah, I'm listening sure. to right now is called, uh, it's by R.L. Stein. It's called Camp Red Moon. It's like a teen horror series, like kind of like Goosebumps. Um, mm. And uh, it's it's a bunch of like episodic things about Camp Met Red Moon. And they're just like one-off um, kind of like chapterized horror stories that are just built around like one theme uh like one's were creatures like they're all werewolves uh one is um the robots are taking over the world uh and the kids have to stop it um one's like uh, a, sh- a shapeshifter comes to camp and tries to take over a kid's life um, hmm. it's pretty cool i would highly i like suggest to read it um and yeah so my I got one that's kind of um kind of pretty good. I like this one. Uh do you remember the movie The Descent where the group of girls get lost in the cave and they and they find these yeah. monsters that mutated kind of adapted? Well, um in this fan theory, they believe that none of the monsters are actually real. Okay. Or but she's actually hallucinating the the people that she's killing. Are her are her companions, and they they with their psychological break they look they look like monsters. So, um, so when every time she sees a monster, she's actually seeing a human being. Oh and she's wow! Killing her friends. her friends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a that's a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one about uh, The Shining um, and this one might be uh, one of the most crazy theories but The Shining is secret confession about the government's stage of Apollo 11 and the moon landing Um, the film changes the haunted rooms number from 237 to 217 in the novel um Originally, it's 217 in the novel because the average distance from the Earth to the moon is 237,000 miles. It's known to be 2,003, I'm sorry, 238,900, and also changes the book's single slain child into those creepy twins as a nod to NASA's Gemini program. Uh, an event more overt detail from the same scene. Danny's sweater features a rocket labeled Apollo 11. Uh, so uh, was it a secret confession that, hey, I helped direct the Apollo 11 moon landing from this same studio? Or <laughs> uh, just, you know, one of those crazy theories about the government covering things up and everything like that so nothing new there guys nothing new there yeah exactly i did see one about jurassic park where 
Um, there are no actual dinosaurs. They're just genetically um, enhanced lizards. Lizards, yeah, that they kind of did. Yeah, I saw that one too, and I thought it was interesting, um, the fact that they think people would go through that much effort, but why not? I mean, nobody knows what they actually looked at like nowadays, so if you could create them and to look even even somewhere close, um, but I mean, those are the those are the things I learned about growing up. They look pretty similar. Um, I don't know. Um, now I learn about different ones, and I'm like, okay, I'll change some Ooh. stuff. Um, I have one uh, where Doc Brown was actually ready to die if he didn't succeed in time travel. Um, because if you watch when uh, he's sending the DeLorean back in time with the remote control, it's about to hit him before it disappears. So if it didn't reach 88 and travel through time, uh, he was going to die. Um, and just be hit by the car and take Marty out with him. <laughs> um, and I watched the scene again and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but maybe he just had that much confidence that it was going to work. But mm. he's he's a guy where every single one of his inventions has never worked before. So the fact that this one does is crazy, right? Um, but maybe he expected it to not work and he was just going to kill himself when he stole that plutonium from those guys. But mm. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's dark, uh, dark theory, but interesting for sure. So, you know, this is a, a fun episode because it's like, it takes, you know, the imagination that we've already had and increases it causes us to to think and rationalize it's like would that work or would that not and um it kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of these movies but then on the other hand it's like i have enough movies to watch already uh, i like want to watch new movies i don't want to continue watching all right old. i got i got one last one i like actually like this one okay okay so this is um this this according to this fan, they believe that Michael Myers is a cyborg assassin. A cyborg that, assassin. Yeah, and that's why he can't kill him. Okay. Like he he uh, he's actually meant for the government to go murder certain type of people because they didn't comply with whoever. Um, but he's a cyborg in the sense that you know you can't kill him, shoot him, burn him. Stab him, blah, blah, blah. And he just keeps coming back. So he's mechanically uh, made into an assassin. So. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting a lot. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it yeah, makes sense that he's not. Right. He's not. Um, and, like, what if he was replaced as a boy? Right. Um, and then, like created to age up to a certain level but then never never attach to people and then they just release the kill order at one point in his life um and he knows to like experiment with things to make it look like he's a human going crazy but ultimately he's doing something he was programmed to do yeah um, yeah 
I I dig that. I think that's interesting for sure. Mm. Huh. Well, I think uh, that this episode has been a great one. Um, I know it's a little shorter uh, than normal, but I think we've covered some pretty good theories that maybe you could take back and form some of your own theories. Share with us. If you have a theory that you think um, about a movie and you would you want to share it with us, um, I think I think that would be cool if you if you shared it um, with us, and we'll we'll maybe even read it on the next uh, couple episodes uh, whenever we receive it here. Um, of course, we re- record these in advance a couple weeks, um, so uh, may not be on the very next episode, but definitely on one soon. Um, so yeah, if you submitted something and you're like, Hey, I really think this is one, um, this is a, and, and we can take a, a section of the episode in the future to talk about it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Certainly reach out. Um, you know, we like to just hear and, and any feedback is welcome. Um, any constructive criticism is welcome. And like I said, we just like to hear from somebody and, and, um, reach out and connect. And so let us know, you know, always subscribe, like, listen to us on podcast or on uh, Spotify, right? Yep. We're on Spotify. Spotify on video, on YouTube on video, and then everywhere else you can get podcasts and audio. Right. So, um, and like I said, we appreciate you. Um, and so I think that's, that's our show for today then yeah hey guys thank you so much um again like josh said uh share the episode with a friend if you enjoyed it um make sure you're subscribed so you can be here for the next time a a new episode comes out on youtube we like to release like many portions of episodes so like just sections if you enjoy something like that check out our youtube for sure Um, but no matter where you're listening or watching from we want to thank you just for being a part of the show and we have fun. We hope you have fun with us. So uh, until next time, you take care. Peace. Peace.